This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and we are in season four entitled Be Mentally Tough. I love the title of this season, uh, and I love that we are on this journey together to really look at what does it mean for me, for you, to be mentally tough in this world. And so, you know, at the Selking Performance Group, we are committed to helping individuals, teams, and organizations from the locker room to the boardroom, so from the sports space to the business space, understand and leverage the two elements of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. That's what we're about, and that's what this podcast is all about. And being mentally tough is something that is near and dear to my heart because I, you know, listen, we need more toughness in this world. That doesn't mean, right, that that means yelling, screaming, demoralizing, demeaning, cursing, right, people out there to get results. That means that we have grounded human beings who know themselves intimately and can stand up and be strong despite the highs and lows of this world. So listen, there was this really cool study done that showed the connection between self-identity and mental toughness. And what they found is that individuals who had a positive and integrated self-identity had higher levels of mental toughness than those who had a negative and or compartmentalized sense of self. All right, what the heck did I just say? So positive and integrated sense of self meant that for all of the different roles that an individual plays in their life, so think about yourself. Are you a father, mother, son, daughter, um, professional, accountant, lawyer, coach, student, you know, whatever roles you play in your life and you'll have a list of them, right? So imagine all those different roles that you play. People with higher levels of mental toughness has a positive view of themselves in each of those roles that they play. So they feel competent, they feel connected, right? In each of those roles, they feel like they're good at that role and then integrated. So they have a sense, uh, a thread of themselves that is woven between each of those different roles that they play. So that's their identity, right? That it's consistent across those different roles that they play versus others who have a negative. So each of those roles that you play, you think maybe you're not good at, or people don't like or respect you in that role, right? So that would be a negative self-perception in those roles that you play and compartmentalized. So so I, if I had a compartmentalized sense of self. I would see my my role as a wife, my role as a mental performance coach, my role as the director of people performance at Lippert, um, my role as a consultant to Coach Kelly as very different and compartmentalized, and that I was a different person when I showed up to each one of those roles. Now, the flip side of that is very true. I have a very integrated self-identity because I see my role as a wife, my, my role as a mental performance coach for Notre Dame football, my role as a director of people performance, 
um, at, at Lippert, all is integrated, right? And aligned and consistent. And so again, I just think that when we talk about be mentally tough, right? That doesn't mean having a hammer fist in everything that you do, right? But that this set, this understanding of mental toughness is grounded in a self-identity that is positive, right? That views yourself as in a positive light in the different roles that you play and that each of those roles are integrated. So, so I want us to start there when we talk about be mentally tough because you know if you've listened to any of our past episodes that self-identity is huge to me. And I love that something else that I love, mental toughness, is also in the same vein and aligned with this idea that understanding yourself is a critical first step. With that being said, let's dive into tier one of our model of mental toughness, which is motivation. And today we are going to be looking at the mental toughness marker of intrinsic motivation. So here's the thing, on these first four um, markers of motivation, right? So we have intrinsic, internal approach and positive. Each of them are anchored on a continuum. And so intrinsic is on the other end of the spectrum of extrinsic motivation. So we've got intrinsic motivation all the way to extrinsic motivation. And this type of motivation is all about the source of the reward. What is rewarding an individual for doing what they do? Intrinsic, right? Purely intrinsic motivation would be total self-satisfaction for doing the thing in and of itself, whether that's training, whether that's uh, being a great lawyer, whether that's being an incredible surgeon, right? Whether that's being an amazing mom or dad or friend, right? Intrinsic motivation, the reward for you being great at what you do and, and the, the effort that you put into that comes from inside of you. Whereas the other end of that spectrum is extrinsic. So the money, the stardom, the trophies, right? All of those things are extrinsic rewards for doing what you do. And I just want to ask you this question, where, where are you mostly on that continuum? And in some contexts, sometimes maybe we're more intrinsic or extrinsic than others. And here's what I want to note, right? Like extrinsic motivation, extrinsic rewards are not bad. I tell, I tell our athletes that all the time, like, listen, you know, extrinsic rewards aren't bad. Winning the game is not a bad motivator, right? Getting recruited and getting a scholarship, that's an extrinsic reward. That's not a bad thing in and of itself, right? That's a motivator. That's a driver. And so we just want to start thinking about where am I mostly on this continuum? Because the reality of it is eventually all of the extrinsic stuff is going to fall away. I tell my athletes all the time, you know, eventually uh, people aren't going to find your jokes quite as funny. Nobody's going to know your name when you walk into the place and everybody's not going to want to be your friend because they might not know who you are if they're not seeing you play on Saturdays and Sundays anymore. And so when those people or those things, those types of rewards get stripped away because your role in life might change, are you still motivated to live a healthy lifestyle, to stay fit, to have a schedule that you keep, right? That you're disciplined. All of these things, right? If you're doing all this stuff, being disciplined and forming your whole life and orienting your life around being a football player to when that role ends, if all of that gets stripped away, 
you're going to be in a sad state of affairs. And so just keep this in mind. Those extrinsic rewards aren't bad, but we want to make sure that we are cultivating and growing intrinsic motivation, right? A sense of self-satisfaction for what we're doing, for love of, of the game, of the process, right? We want to love it for what it is so that when the extrinsic rewards might be gone for whatever reason, that we can still say, stay engaged and motivated in our lives. And so, you know, when I'm working with individuals on motivation, one of the questions I always ask in relation to intrinsic to extrinsic, right, is why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? We talk about, you've heard me talk about this in our podcast a lot. Why? Why do you do what you do? If you do not have an answer to that question or a good one, you need to rethink why you're engaging in different activities and different behaviors and different relationships because ultimately it's not going to be healthy for you in the long run. Or why are you doing it? Like, again, life is too short. Why do you do what you do? And when you look at that list, right, when you write down all the reasons why you do what you do. You need to ask yourself and be real, right? Like are a lot of these reasons why intrinsic, rewarding me from an intrinsic way or are they extrinsic? And again, extrinsic isn't bad, but if you have more extrinsic than intrinsic, eventually you might be in a bad place because everything that we know, right? Intrinsic motivation is the most powerful, longest lasting, most sustaining type of motivation. And so we want to cultivate that to grow it and really contemplating your why, getting a burning desire desire inside you of why you do what you do is going to allow you to persist and sustain your your intent and your drive even when it's hard right like i remember i remember freshman year at Notre Dame when i was playing soccer it was january right and so we were training in our off season but when you're in the off season you get the terrible times in the weight room right which is wicked wicked early in the morning and so february or january in south bend means it's freezing cold and dark in the mornings and so when i would wake up in my little dorm room in pangborn hall right and it's still pitch dark out and i know there's a foot and a half of snow on the ground and it's freezing cold and i'm going to have to trek all the way from Pangborn across campus to the weight room. If I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing, it would be way, way, way too easy to just say, I don't think it's worth it to get up this morning, particularly when your body's still sore from yesterday, right? So why do you do what you do? My why was because I felt I had been blessed with athletic ability and an opportunity to play soccer at the University of Notre Dame. And I wanted to work every single day to reflect that blessing and give honor and glory to God through my my effort as an athlete, right? That was my why. And you know what? Good thing that was my why, because shortly thereafter, right, I got released from that team because my knees didn't hold up after ACL surgery and I didn't come back the way my coaches wanted me to. Like if if it was just about getting the issue gear and being a soccer stud on campus, like when that got stripped away from me, I would have been in a sad state of affairs. And listen, I was still in a sad state of affairs because that hurts. When you get a part of your identity ripped away from you, it hurts. But my why was stronger because it was from the inside than than the wise from the outside. And I was able to sustain, to endure the pain of losing something that I had dedicated years of my life to, right? Something that meant so much to me, but was stripped away in an instant. 
I was able to sustain because my why was from the inside. I was I was doing something from the inside out. And that's where we that's when we're talking about intrinsic motivation, that's what we're talking about. Again, I tell my guys all the time, the extrinsic rewards, use them. Like use them to your benefit. Make sure that, but but make sure that you're using those extrinsic drivers strategically versus allowing them to use you, right? The money, the fame, the rewards, the people, the spotlight, all of that stuff. Use those to your benefit and and enjoy them, appreciate them, but don't allow them to control your life because when the role is stripped away and you don't have any of those things left, you have to be able to continue to endure. When we talk about being mentally tough, this is the stuff that we're talking about. It's deep. It's deep rooted. It's intrinsic. It's about who you are, right? Let's shift a little bit and look at, you know, how would we destroy intrinsic motivation then for yourself or for your team? And then how could you build it? What's one way that you could build it? Well, if here's here's a good way to destroy intrinsic motivation in yourself or your team, overusing extrinsic rewards. So if you if if you want to destroy intrinsic motivation, overuse extrinsic rewards with your kids, with your athletes, with your employees, with the team members that you have working with and for you. Overuse extrinsic rewards and see how quickly intrinsic motivation gets stripped away. Now, on the flip side, if you want to build intrinsic motivation, you need to continually stress your team's vision and mission and then help individuals see how their unique strengths can contribute to living into and out of that vision and mission. That stimulates from the inside out, right? And that's really what we're after. So if you want to destroy intrinsic motivation, overuse extrinsic rewards. If you want to build it, continually to reiterate the vision and the mission and help each individual on your team understand how their unique strengths can help you accomplish that higher goal in purpose in what it is that you're after. And here we go, championship mindset training. I told you these these episodes are gonna be quicker. Championship mindset training for you for this week is I want you to sit down and discover your why. And and there's probably more than one why. So your why's, uh, right? Why do you do what you do? I want you to think about the different roles that you play, Okay, so just get different columns, the different roles that you play, and then why do you do what you do? Why are you why are you a spouse? Why are you a parent? Why are you a doctor? Why are you a nutritionist? Why are you an athlete? Why, why, why? Why do you do what you do? Come up with a list of each of your whys and then reflect on those. Right? Where are you mostly intrinsic to extrinsic on that spectrum of your motivation? Because again, as you start to consider these things, we want to help you to grow and build and develop a really deep-seated, grounded sense of intrinsic motivation to help you be mentally tough when life gets hard. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure being with you today. I want to encourage you to check us out on social media. You can hit me up directly via email at amber at sulkingperformance.com. You can follow us on Twitter at at Champ Mindsets. You can check us out on Instagram at Selking Performance, and we're on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. I love being with you. I love helping us build mindsets, right, that we know drive success personally and professionally. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. Brightview Medical is a patient-oriented medical healthcare organization with goals to improve the healthcare system by combining treatment and prevention methods to provide solutions that every patient can understand. By building their model of care on state-of-the-art imaging equipment coupled with blood, tissue, and urine analysis, 
they are able to establish where you are on the wellness spectrum. Once you are a patient, their team is able to monitor your health year after year or as needed. They are currently planning on operating over 112 locations starting in every major NFL city. They are proudly new partners with the NFL Alumni Association to help bring their elevated level of care to former NFL players, their families, and everyone who is tired of the broken healthcare system in place today. To learn more about Brightview Medical, check out their website at www.brightviewmedical.com. Hey friends, do you love podcasts like the one you just listened to? Have you ever dreamed about having your own? Well, my name is Michael and I work for Truthwork Media. We believe that everyone has a story and every story deserves a podcast. Let us help you get started. Look us up at www.truthworkmedia.com, fill out our questionnaire, and I'll schedule a time to talk. It's really that easy. Truthwork Media, everyone has a story, yours needs a podcast.